recorded before the first ball of the new season was kicked. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast to find out how to enter the first ever From All Angles competition giveaway. It's completely free to enter and you'll be in with a chance of winning some super cool From All Angles goodies. Fuck West Ham. Fuck them. <laughs> Absolutely fuck them. Wasn't it? Was it six? I just don't like. I don't think I like goals. London clubs. I don't no, know. no, you don't. You've got a real agenda, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too Doing many of them, man. There's Your fan base is based in London, isn't it, Jet? Oh, fuck off, you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, cheat shot. <laughs> fucking hell. Greatest manager of all time. Doesn't know what the West Ham way is. There is no West Ham way. Go fuck yourselves. season new me the 2021 english premier league season is upon us we've assembled a panel of guests to discuss our hopes dreams and predictions for the upcoming campaign so without further ado let's introduce you to myself so i'm adam hughes i'm a lifelong sheffield united fan how do i think we're gonna do this year probably not as well as last year be a bit pessimistic there but you know to top a ninth place finish is going to be really really difficult also would like to introduce you to jet pound ninja yes Hi, Jet. Welcome back. Hey. You excited for the new Premier League season? Yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's just come so it's come around so quickly. I thought it was starting today, but it's right. time tomorrow morning. So you're representing Man United. How are yeah. you going to do this year? Uh, I think we're going to do really well. Do you What's want me re- to give a prediction? or yeah. give, me a, give me a finish. Where are we going to finish? I think we're going to finish second. Said it. We're going to come second next season. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, says it all. We're all lost for words at that. <laughs> Gordon Gurge, where do you think Liverpool are going to finish this year? Somewhere between 20th and 1st. Uh, no, I don't think we'll win the league again, purely because I can't see City being as bad as they were and consistent as they were last season. Um, yeah, I just can't imagine them allowing that to happen. Obviously, you know, Pep allowing that to happen. So... I genuinely think we'll be there or thereabouts, but come the end of it, I think, you know, see just the, the squad they have, um, you know, two, three players in each position, I think come the end, they'll probably win, but I, I fancy us for second, you know, being there or thereabouts again. Oh, so, Jet, Bruce. <laughs> so, Jet, just back to you, who's going to finish above you? City. Yeah. Oh. Also got Matt Ward, welcome back to the pod. Thanks very much, thanks for having me back. Talk me through, back. what's Villa's hopes for this year then? Um, a bit of progress from last year. I think it's unrealistic to expect uh, anything too much, but um, basically just <laughs> not having to uh, wait till the the last day of the season to stay up. I'm taking. I'm looking for about 15th or 14th place uh, finish, realistically, um, and that's that's kind of dependent on who we sign between now and the end of the window as well. But I'd like to think we've got enough. Uh, in us to avoid a repeat of last season, definitely. 
good stuff. Good stuff. Lo- nice to hear a realistic sort of opinion rather than are we going to well, finish in top? Yeah, I mean, there's top half. Yeah, yeah. I think if you if you you have to be realistic. You have to consider. It's easy to get disillusioned by the fact that we were improved post lockdown, but you, you just can't ignore the facts that we were really, really poor for the majority of the season. And, you know, whilst a lot of those players that we signed last season have uh, had the time to bed in now, you know, you have to be realistic. There's, there's, there's a lot of good teams competing around there and some teams doing some good business. So uh, I think it'd be unrealistic to expect uh, top half. Good stuff. Ollis Stutchbury representing Spurs. Man. Yeah. So, uh, interested to see how we're going to get on this year. Um, I think it, a lot of it kind of depends on how we do in the Europa League. Uh, I think if we drop out of that early, um, Jose will focus on the league and get in. us back in the Champions League. But I feel like if we're still in it after Christmas, I think he'll put a lot of the eggs in that basket and try and go far in that competition because... Uh, as he said numerous times, every time he's been in the Europa League, he's won it. So I reckon we'll uh, wow. record going. That's a start, isn't it? That's a pretty good, um, pretty good so conversion, right? Europa League, I think, uh, well, I think we'll make top six, but not in the Champions League spots. Um, but if we go out of the competition early, I think we might nick fourth. <sighs> what, what's the priority for Spurs at the minute? Is it literally just win a trophy? Or is it getting the Champions League spots? I think if we could get okay. in the Champions League by winning Europa League, then that would be perfect. Double whammy. Yeah. Um, but I do think Jose was brought into the club to win a trophy. Yeah. And yeah, I think that takes priority at the minute. So uh, yeah, we take yeah. that over. Just about take that over top four, I think. Because you got, was it six, sixth place by goal difference, wasn't it, last season? Yeah, there wasn't much in it. Yeah. So yeah, I imagine that would be like by. minimum. Done some, uh, done some real low-key good transfer business. I think the winners of the window so far for me. No, 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 that's Chelsea, sorry. But yeah, Spurs, well, in a completely different way, have done some good business. Good value, but de- yeah, Matt Doxy 50 mil is very good. And Hoiberg as well, very good. Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting window for Spurs, to be honest, because normally we buy young kids for the future because the last few windows we bought, like Sessignon and, and Clark and Lacelso and Undombele, even though they were high-profile signings, they were still quite young and hadn't played in the league before. Good stuff. And um, finally, we've got Marcus representing the Chelsea. Marcus, how do you reckon we're going to... How do you reckon Chelsea are going to uh, get on this year? Yeah, all right, mate. Um, yeah, I think we'll be all right. Uh, made some good signings. Frank Lampard's Chelsea at the end of the day. So I think we'll do fine. I think... Uh, I don't think we'll win the league, but I think we'll... I think second or third we'll take it and then we, uh, we go on for the year after. Some big marquee signings from the Chelsea this year. Who do you reckon is going to be the standout signing, Marcus? Uh, that's it. Jesus Christ. Um, I think Werner. Yeah, it's got, it's got, it's got, it's got to be Werner. He's, yeah, he's, we, we need him to be a shithouse, basically, because we love shithouse strikers at Chelsea. So if he can turn himself into a shithouse, sort of like Diego Costa, bang a few goals, he'll be a fan favourite. So he's that's what I'm hoping for. Like any any chance he gets, he just puts it away. So I, I can't see him not getting a decent amount of goals either way. I can't see him like needing the fact that obviously yeah, other players probably will need to bed in. But yes, he'll obviously need to bed in. But if he's in and around the box, chance comes. That's not really about bedding in. It's just being in the right place, right time, which I think he invariably will be. But 
it's more like more interesting like where he'll play in like Chelsea's system because he doesn't really hasn't really up until now played as like a striker like, on his own as in like a up top centre forward he's more he drops deep quite a lot and plays kind of wide so it'll be interesting like how he fits into like Chelsea's formation yeah. next season yeah yeah to be fair is this my introduction or yours Gage just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow I mean I'm just, wow Jesus it's supposed to be a podcast so you know people actually have conversation but we can go down your route and just sit there and say nothing for the next 15 minutes if that's Ooh. more more or more up your street <laughs> so Marcus did you say a position where you think Chelsea are going to finish um, leaning more towards third, third. But uh, I think second or third. If I had to pick, I'd probably probably just play it safe, go third. Who's finishing above you? I could see maybe Liverpool and City, just because the gap was so big last season. Um, especially with Liverpool, I can't see City doing as bad. So I can see them getting between ninety and hundred points. And I, I don't know if we'd be able to make the jump from the 70s up to the 90s. So, so yeah, that's the reasoning behind that. Okay, so uh, now we're going to ask, who's your standout player going to be this year? Is he going to be a new player? Have you got any eye-watering transfers that you're excited for? Jet, go back to you with Man United. Who's, who's going to be your number one player um, to watch this year? Bruno, I think, again. Um, Incorrect. Henderson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Dean Henderson. Um, I think, yeah, I think a full season for Bruno. Um, will be really good and will really show like how good he how good he actually is. I think he's done really well in like between now and the uh, the summer, but I think he can do even more for the for the team. So I think he'll be our standout player as well as I think other other because we've got such a young side as well. I think Marcus will kick on, uh, Martial will kick on again, and so will uh, uh, Mason Greenwood. How do you fit those three players in in that team with with your midfield of? Bruno, Pogba, Van der Beek. Van der Beek, yeah. I think um, I think initially Van der Beek will probably be on the bench. I think he'll probably get um, put in slowly into that, that team. Um, I think initially we'll probably start with Bruno, Pogba, and Matic, like we did at the back of the end of most well most of last season after Bruno joined, and then as Matic probably shows that he isn't fit enough to play. A whole season, Van der Beek will just get plugged in, plugged into those uh, gaps. Van der Beek's not going straight in for Matic, no. No, he, I don't think so straight away. In that season that Ajax got to mm. the semis at the Champions League, yeah, you had Ziyech and and Tadic and those sort of players kind of took the limelight. He was unreal. He was instrumental in that Van der Beek. He was like quality, quality player. But I think that's an unbelievable bit of business that you yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. At the end of last season, you were playing like four two three one where yeah. like Pogba and Matic sitting just kind of controlling and then, you know, the the front four as it were going to do their thing where Van der Beek doesn't strike me as being able to play in a I mean he can obviously but he strikes yeah. me that he wouldn't best suit playing in a in a deep two with Pogba and letting others I feel I feel like he'd be a four three three as in one of the right the what left or right midfielders. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think well he can I think with Van der Beek he's like he's so versatile he can play number ten number eight and number six. So he could eat, slot into any of those positions quite e- quite easily. Like I've heard someone compare him to like Carrick as well when he sits back. Like he's very good at screening the ball. He's not yeah. obviously as physical as like say Matic is, but then because he's so well at screening the ball, he can, he, he brings that. Um, I think in terms of our strike force, obviously depends on if Sancho does come, which I, which I do think is 
will happen. I think it will happen this um, well this autumn. Um, um, I think um, we've still got a month left, and United like to leave transfer big transfers late. We'll probably end up slapping the 120 odd million that they want for him. So then, if that does happen, then you got Sancho on the right. Uh, uh, Rashford on the left and then Marshall up front and then Mason can slot into any of those three positions he can fit in right left or up front and if Sancho doesn't come then you'll probably see Mason out right uh, out on the right wing for most of the season I was going to say coming from like an outside probably I genuinely don't think it will purely because I think it would hinder Greenwood's progress and obviously no you can't read too much into it but he was given the number nine shirt wasn't he just like 11 11, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know you obviously can't read too much into that, but I feel like that would, because we just said, you know, at the moment, how do you fit those three plus Fernandez? Um, kind of how do you kind of go, if you add him into it, how do you also then fit him in there? Uh, I feel like it just kind of uh, it gets difficult to fit them all in. Yeah, well, I think we we need a squad. We need options, don't we? We don't, we like... No, true. You true. saw, you you saw, you saw how tired the players got in Europa League. Like realistically, we should have went and won won that competition. We should have went and beat Sevilla, and then we could have beaten Inter Milan on the mm. form that we showed um, previously. But the squad, we haven't got a squad. It, Solskjaer doesn't trust his substitutes. That's why he just makes weird mm. substitutes. Like 80, 90th minute, he started brings on Pereira, Mata, fucking Agallo, because he just he just doesn't trust them. It's almost he just brings them on for the sake of it. But if he can bring on Greenwood make an impact and go okay Rashford you can have a rest for a couple of games Greenwood mm. you're going in so I think that's I think that's what he wants and you saw that from the time his time at United as well like there was four strikers the season we won the Champions League and Ferguson was able to rotate them and obviously say, that's yeah. the sort of model he's sort of going for you know what I mean yeah. like so there's talk of you playing five of the back or moving to a five of the back though isn't there yeah, well, that's just another system that you'll probably want to employ. Like he did that, I think, in a lot of the big games last season, which seemed to work quite well. Um, I think that's why there's a push for a left back. Um, so we can, it seems like Luke Shaw can play left centre back quite quite well. So then we can Based have. Based on uh, what? Pardon? Based on what? Well, he did. He had a few good games last season. He was just, he's dog shit anyway. I don't really rate him. So I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and go, fucking hell, he's the greatest left back or defender ever he's not he's like I think the defence no, has been upgraded he's, be- he's clearly better there than he is left back as in if, yeah. if you have anything Williams outside oh. and getting up and down the pitch just have Luke Shaw kind of just sits, stood there yeah. not imagine, moving anywhere but but yeah. imagine having a bit of pace and playing like in between Harry, having to be marked by Harry Maguire or Luke Shaw you'd absolutely love it that is true mm. yeah that's true but hopefully um, Axel gets back um, gets fit again and oh. he can he he can play some games because I think him and Maguire would do really well. I think Matty can vouch for that as well after his season boy. at Villa. Was he injured all last season? Yeah, pretty much. He's just been injured most of the season. Uh, he's got a bad injury record, eh? Yeah, it so is. it's quite annoying. But then there's another young lad called Teddy Mengi. I don't think he might play in the cup, League Cup or something, but he's one for the future. He's supposed to be quite good. But then that was the same with Axel, and then obviously he's got all injured, so. But then who are you playing right wing back? Obviously, probably Wan-Bissaka, but yeah. I feel like that just... Oh, it's clear that defensively he's one of the best in the league in terms of tackles and getting interceptions, but attacking-wise, I think obviously that part of his game's lacking, which if you're a wing yeah. back, you need that part. 
Yeah, well then again, like you can move Brandon over there because he's right footed. You got Ethan Laird in in the under twenty threes, who's really supposed to, he's really good, supposed to be really good. So he can push on and um, try and take one uh, one place. I think Dago Dallo's um, would also be an option, but his I think he's just days are numbered at Old Trafford now. I think so either he goes on loan or you get sold. I think for the other side, obviously said yeah, Luke Shaw playing left centre back. I feel like Wambazaka that would be his perfect position as in on the right hand side. Yeah, a lot of people said that actually. They said that he would fit quite well in like a free, like when people were talking about how we're going to fit either Trent or um, Wam Sakharin in England. They've said, mm. oh, we should go free at the back, play him on the right, and then Trent more forward, which, yeah, that could work quite well as well. Yeah, because I think it complements <laughs> how he plays a lot. Yeah. What do you reckon about Liverpool then, Gurge? You're gonna, you've got these young players sort of on the fringes. Are they going to play much? Yeah, so I think it'll be, it's not going to be like standout player or anything, but it'll be a big season with Curtis Jones. It's clear that he will definitely um, be integrated into the squad a lot more. Um, so I imagine obviously he'll play like probably all the cup games, but it's clear that he'll be brought off the bench as, as a midfield option, to, you know, because obviously our midfield three, we, we rotate a lot because um, the amount of work they get through. So it's clear he'll come off, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes to the, the end of the games, maybe start the odd one. Um, but I'm expecting. Because in most of our players, uh, you kind of known quantities. You're obviously going to have, you know, big Mane, Salah, you know, Van Dyke, Trent, all the standard people. I think you know what you're going to get from them. But Cater, if he can stay fit all season, uh, like I, I obviously go on about him quite a lot. But I think he massive, massive player for us this season. He's got that. Obviously, as we'll talk about Thiago at the moment. Love to have him, but Cater can be that one in the midfield that gives us that go past the man, find a pass. He's very creative. He can go drill into midfield defenders so when a, when teams are sitting back and literally just giving us the ball all game long he's that player to break a line and you know find a pass I think if he stays fit very good very good thing for us and also I'm expecting good things for Minamino because again pre-season can't really read a lot into it but he's, he's been our best player in every game in pre-season and he, I don't know he just seems to just be bedding in it's clear that moving to the new country you know, just before lockdown, it'll probably took him a little while to settle uh, language and all that kind of stuff. Seems like he's settling in now. And I think it brings in a dimension in terms of formation, where obviously we play 4-3-3, three, three, we have for a while now, but like I said to you before, each season we tweak tactically slightly to kind of keep other toes kind of on their teams on their toes. Um, so on, in those games where we other teams do sit back, we can go 4-2-3-1 essentially, where we did it in the... Um, well, preseason so Firmino, uh, Salah at top, sorry, Minamino behind, or Firmino, like basically a four, and then just have two sitting and just basically let them go and have the wing backs and basically just have them to do what they want. Um, so I think that would be a good, good change to our game because we don't want to get predictable. How do you think Salah's going to do this year? Because uh, obviously not last year, year before he had an incredible season. I think last year you watch him, he's holding on to the ball too long. He's snatching at chances when he should pass it. It was actually two, the season before that, that he was his, his first season, the mm. break, the breakout. That was, yeah, the one we didn't get the time. decline for three seasons. I think, yeah, the issue, the, when you look at it, it definitely is a decline, but it's a decline from an absolutely insane mm. number. So he's still hitting peak numbers. Like, you know, going back, we've been talking about fantasy football a lot. Um, he every season he's been in at Liverpool he's been so first three seasons so first two seasons number one point scorer last season number two behind De Bruyne by 10 points so consistently I, I absolutely agree I think I've said to you guys before 
he's so frustrating in terms of times where he will hold on the ball too long. He'll kind of take a shot or a chance where everyone kind of like laughed about it as if like, oh yeah, another one come along. It's like, that was a really good chance. What are you doing, you moron? But I think it's it looks bad, but it's because he gets so many chances. He will mess up some, um, but if he just gets on the end of so many. He's so, much, he's so dangerous, brings a lot to us. Um, any team we play, just have him just on the last line of defenders, ready to run, it makes them panic and they just start retreating. So, Don't you think uh, it's time for like, I almost think like he's the one I would sell out of that team and yeah. start trying to rebuild another title winning team. This is why I don't think, this is why I think we'll finish above Liverpool. One of the reasons why, like, I know that their first 11 is sick and obviously they smashed the league, whatever. But like, I think now is the time where they need to start ripping that team apart and almost like going, okay, not ripping it apart completely, but like taking parts out of that team and replacing it. Like if you were to sell Salah and like for an extra, like fucking massive fee and then go and get in Sancho, how good will you guys be? You'd be unstoppable. But I know, I I definitely know what you're saying, but I genuinely don't see, I think it's too early for that. So the front three, Salah, Mane, Firmino are all 27 or 28. Yeah. Bang in their primes. So I think it's too soon to be doing that. Another season, maybe two, then I think is the time to then be bringing through. So I think, it, I've said before, I'm fairly sure we, we just signed Timo Bruno if it wasn't for COVID. Probably with a view to that, that start bringing him to, him into it, tran, you know, give him a year or two that transitions and put one out and one in yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Um, but again, it, it may be we change you know, formation. I think it's just a little bit too soon, but I think we will. Um, have a you know succession plan almost, um, but it's probably a little bit too soon. That they're all mm. at the age where they're banging their prime. The way we play, it's not like you know we get through a lot of work in our team, but it's it's not. They play all all season long, almost ninety minutes every game. They haven't got injured, mm. which is a, a lot a lot down to luck. But it's clear that it's not like affecting their game or anything. Yeah, um, and I think like I said a lot of the burden will be t- so. After the first season, Salah crazy numbers. It was way too much focus on him. And then Marnie started stepping up, and now they're pretty much on a level almost as each season has gone. And then yeah. Firmino's kind of backed away from that a bit, but in you know two seasons before that, he was chipping in with a lot of goals. I think if we have the midfield contributors of people like Cater, obviously you've then got the wing backs, um, play you know probably two best in the world. I think it, it, we've done well to shift the burden about a bit and share it about. That's why I said like it's. The last time like the Golden Boot winner actually played for the league winners is like God, I think it's like what, one out of the last nine years. Something stupid because it's a sign of obviously if you can share the goals about, it's, it's often does does you better. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. Cool. All right. So um, Matt Ward, Ollie Watkins signed this week. That's really positive signing in my eyes. Anyone else you think is going to stand out this year? Grealish has stayed. That's pretty much a signing in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, the Grealish news is massive. Um, I think for me, the man I've got my eye on in terms of the players that we've retained is Douglas Luiz. Um, he showed glimpses at the start of the season uh, in terms of his flair uh, and kind of natural football and ability. It wasn't until like, after lockdown, like Gerge said, uh, you know, being new to the not new to the country per se, but you know, new to a club, uh, still adjusting to the area. It takes a bit of time. And it was only kind of after, after lockdown that he really started to kind of 
show tactical awareness of what he was, how he was expected to play in the system. Um, and he kind of made the defensive midfield role his own and, and, and played really well. So I think I've got my eye on him. If he can kick on uh, next year, he will be uh, a huge player for us at such an important position that uh, we've kind of overlooked at Villa for a number of years is that kind of uh, defensive midfield role. So, yeah, I've got my eye on Douglas Louise. I think he could be, could be big for us. Uh, Ollie Watkins is a really good signing. Um, still think we need uh, one more winger slash attacker, definitely, because we're, mm-hmm. we're very weak on the wings at present. Um, Watkins can kind of fill the right wing role. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see where Grealish plays uh, this season because uh, I think he very much sees himself as a kind of uh, attacking midfielder, probably playing more centrally, but actually had some of his best games coming out from the left wing last season. Yeah. Um, that's where he kind of got a lot of his goals and assists from. So it'll be interesting to see what Dean Smith wants to do with him. If he wants to actually bring him back central, uh, then he'll need to uh, invest in a left winger as well. So uh, I think there's, I think there's going to be a couple of real standout signings coming in for Villa. Um, I think I think we're actually really kind of trying to make some statement signings, and, and I I'm not sure who I think possibly uh, Rashica from Werder Bremen has been talked about very strongly today, and I think if we that'd be that big. Off, that's, that's a that is a real statement uh, signing. Uh, the money's there. The the owners are willing to back us uh, despite you know the current financial strains of, of COVID, and you know where where a lot of the teams that I think we'd be competing with for some of these players at the minute are kind of holding off. I know, you know, teams like Leicester and West Ham aren't spending as much money as you'd probably expect them to, as much as they normally would be. And these are the kind of teams that, uh, you know, real um, solidified Premier League teams that we'd probably be going up against for these players. So I think there's an opportunity there. And I think we'll exploit it with some with some big signings. Because, yeah, he, we think... were looking at him not long ago and that would be not that expensive because I think they would supposedly going to let him go for cheap. And as I say, if West Ham has spent bidding £30 million on Tarkowski, which I, I think he's decent, but spent £30 million on him. No, that's, could, that's, that's madness to me. That he's, not, he's, not 30, he's not a £30 million player. So if they're doing that, then you can sneak in with some uh, good buys. Do you think Dean Smith will last the season? Um, hard to say. It's dependent on how we go. He's, he's, he's kind of got the, the gift of additional time with the whole romance of it the whole he's a Villa fan mm. fans are, he, mm. it'd have to be catastrophic for the fans to turn against Smith it almost oh, okay. happened it almost happened last season um, yeah after lockdown we still started a bit slowly after lockdown we lost and drew a few games um you could sense it was almost there but you know we'd have to be uh kind of rock bottom yeah drift yeah for 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 it to happen uh, Perslow, the chief, he he understands that he's not like a kind of cutthroat chief executive. I don't think the owners are like that either. He understands what what the kind of what Dean Smith brings in terms of um, the whole togetherness and having the fans on on board. So um, I think he he's done a lot of good things. I still think he has to prove himself as like a, a Premier League manager in terms of tactics and, and playing mm-hmm. style. Uh, yeah. But, you know, again, he was new to the Premier League last season, so that was a whole learning curve for him. Uh, but I, I think we'd have to be in a really bad situation, you know, a few months in before that's a possibility. Is Tom Heaton fit now? Or you, I know you said that um, you've been looking mm. at 
keepers, but if, if he's like he, that, he, oh, man. in as well. He yeah, I I rate him massively. I was, I was devastated when he got injured last year. He, he had a real impact on the team. Uh, he's going to be fit after the next international break. That's what he's targeting anyway. Um, great keeper, love him. I know keepers can play on, but he's 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 in well into his thirties now, uh, isn't he? And I just it, it's interesting because we've been linked to some good keepers that are leaving that kind of want to leave their clubs because they're second choices. Uh, but you know, if you're coming into a, a club where Tom Heaton's there, you're not guaranteed starting starting position. So, uh, yeah, be an interesting one. It's kind of like a tricky one because you want to have someone a decent quality keeper in for the start of the season, but you know, you do have a, a very very good keeper in Tom Heaton coming back. So, be interested to see what we do there as well. Yeah, I was sort of surprised by the Martinez from Arsenal um, to Villa because I thought, yeah, as you say, he's not a, not guaranteed to to start over Heaton. It's exactly why he's leaving Arsenal as well, because Arteta won't guarantee him the first spot. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I highly Leno will come back in. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arteta said that Leno is number one, so that's why Martinez is pushing for the exit. Strange to me that he he come to Villa where he's not. Yeah. Are you, are you, what's the what's the fee? Is it like twenty million for him? Twenty mil for Martinez. I'm personally not sold yeah. on it. I know he had a good. End, I know he had a good end of the last season, but yeah. if if people wanted to buy Martinez in January. Would it even have been a mil? Two no. mil? He was, he, yeah. he was on loan at Reading and no one really batted yeah. an eyelid. Yeah. Some of Arsenal fans, are, I've seen quite a of them saying, oh, how are we letting him go over as in bringing Leno back in? But I think they've forgotten. During the like, end of the Emery era and the beginning of the Arteta when Arsenal were terrible, Leno mm. was their best player pretty much every game and he yeah, was keeping yeah. games to a 1-0 loss rather than a 4-0 mm. loss. He was yeah. very good. So I think they've forgotten how good he uh, is. I think Arsenal fans fell in love with Martinez uh, for the role he played in, in the cup run, uh, the FA Cup run. And from what I've seen on social media, he's a very kind of passionate, emotional guy. He's been there a long time. He's been there a long time. I think he built up a bit of a rapport with the fans, which can kind of uh, overcast, you know, overshadow, actually. 20 mil for Martinez. I think that you'd snap your hand off, wouldn't you? For a keeper that's predominantly barely played any Premier League games. Yeah, that's class. At 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, I thought you guys were going to get uh, Romero. I was buzzing for you lot to have him because he's class. He's really I, good. I, I, he's I, would have, I would assume then that the Romero is probably just not wanted the move because from yeah. a lot of sources, that was that was happening, wasn't it? Surely I feel like he might go to Everton. Yeah, I feel like he might go to Everton. I don't know. I don't have got this feeling. He might go to Everton. I don't know. It's just because of my United-Everton link. But... um. Yeah, yeah, he's got to like... want to leave some... But then where would Pickford go? Because there's no way Pickford's going to stay at Everton and be a number two. Pickford yeah. can go back to Sunderland, mate. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like An- Ancelotti would drop Pickford, but Southgate seemingly just won't do it. God, he's got nudes of him. He's got nudes. <laughs> <laughs> Unconfirmed. <laughs> Legal reasons. <laughs> Yes, Matt, thank you. What about uh, Spurs then? Oh, what, who are we looking at Spurs? Uh, to be honest, in terms of excitement, I'm, I'm looking at the signings that we made last year um, and Dumbele and Sessegnon, really, because neither of them really did anything last year. Um, obviously, for Ndombele, it's he had quite a few uh, injury problems and they always say it's kind of tough coming to a new country and settling in and whatever. But... Um, Mourinho does famously have uh, issues with, well, big fallouts with um, midfielders or like, big players at clubs. So I'm hoping that's not the case. And it's just 
in Dombele needing time to settle in. But um, yeah, with the with the amount of uh, fixtures Spurs are going to have in the first couple of weeks with Europa League, Premier League, League Cup and whatever, um, everybody's going to get a chance. And I just really hope in Dombele and uh, Zessignon both take the opportunities really because um, I think they're both got incredible amounts of potential and would be like two of the best players in their positions in the league when they hit their like full potential. Um, so those two for me, I think. What What about, um, is it too soon for Gedson Fernandes? Yeah, that was a bit of a weird one. Um, I think we only really signed him because um, Sissoko picks up an injury right. um, around just uh, at the end of January. Uh, and we were already short in midfield. Um, and it's a bit of a weird deal, like an, an 18 month loan. There's an option to buy, isn't it, for like yeah. 35 million or something? Yeah. So, I mean, yes, yeah, a bit of a strange time for him because he hasn't really nailed down a position. Because um, mm. in pre season, he's been filling in at right back or right wing back. Really? Well, yeah. Okay. It, it stunk of one of those kind of agents doing clubs or clubs doing agents a favour type deal, as in. Take my take my client on loan now, and then I'll potentially get a big player to come to you in the next couple of years or something. He's he's good on foot manager though, Getson Fernandez. <laughs> yeah, that's, and a, he's that's a really nice. And, yeah, and no, and he's really versed. Well, on there apparently he's quite versatile, so I can understand why he was being played like fullback and mm. stuff. Yeah, I mean, when um, you look at him, he does look like he is quite versatile. Like he's got the engine to play him in the middle. He can get up and down the wings if he's played to play out wide. Um, yeah. Oh, his agent. Sorry, all his agent is George Mendes, by the way. So. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. With Same him. agent. As Mourinho. The, yeah, Mourinho. I'll do you a favour if you you scratch my back. I'll scratch yeah. your thing. Yeah, and Dumbele one seems strange because obviously he's already not fallen out of Mourinho, but he's already said like oh, he was too lazy or whatever. And the whole signing the Hoiberg thing in that exact same position, seems like always a writing on the wall for him. Maybe they're just trying to offload him at some point, but not a massive loss. Uh, Well, I I think um, Hoiberg is going to be more of a a sit-in centre-mid. Yeah, yeah. Which will hopefully then give Ndombele the licence to kind of roam a little bit or uh, get further forward. Um, Because, yeah, I do think they they were looking to sign a holding midfielder just so they could kind of let Ndombele loose, really. Um, But, yeah, it's just a case of him staying fit, I think. Because mm-hmm. during, during lockdown, Pat Mourinho and, and Don Belli got into trouble for going down. Oh, those jokes. <laughs> I mean, over the park. <laughs> going for a run. Yeah, Weird. so I guess it's just about attitude for um, Don Belli. just hope he's, he's switched on and almost wants to prove the point. Because he obviously came with that big price tag. So, um, yeah, hopefully he lives up to it. You mm. confident uh, Mourinho is going to see to the end of the season? Um. I am. And I think Mourinho really benefits from the fact that we can't have uh, a crowd in the stadiums because I feel like if he was to play this style of football in obviously Tottenham's brand new stadium, I don't think it would go down well with the, the crowd that paid their money to go to the games. Um, so I think it's given him time to buy some credit with the fans because um, I think our record after the restart was four wins and a draw at home. Mm-hmm. So we can see that he's getting the results, but it just might not be attractive. But I think if fans were allowed back in October, November time, and we've picked up, well, more wins than anything else at home, then uh, he'll, he'll buy himself some time with the fans for sure. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting because 
obviously it's his first full season with us. Um, having like a full pre-season and having um, more of a say in transfers than any other Spurs manager has in a while, I think. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he's had the back in, so it's down to him to get the results now. But I, I think I think he'll do all right. And for his name, kind of like his whole career, if he goes from not being United very long to coming to Tottenham and then jumping from Tottenham after a short period, that would be a big blow to... I'll be honest, I thought he was finished after United. Yeah, that's I me. Mean, if 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 he doesn't quite do it at Tottenham or leaves, you know, within the season, then I think everyone will be like, right, that's that's him done yeah. for like the top jobs at least, yeah. or at least no, in, like, th- definitely in England. No, I think he could get a job anywhere. I, he'll probably just end up going international management then. He'll that's I mean, I think that he'd have to do stuff like that, where it'd be yeah. international management, or yeah, I think he still would, but it'd be a case of because it's more the name rather well, than actually. To be fair. To be fair, like I don't know which of like I don't think Arsenal would take him on now. City wouldn't, Liverpool wouldn't, so and well, obviously no. United and Chelsea wouldn't after. Probably just go PSG for a bit or something like that. Win, win a title there, then. I think he said he wants to be Portugal manager one day. So yeah, yeah. I could see him being an England manager. No, I imagine that. He'd love that. He and would yeah. absolutely love, love that. That's right up his street, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, right then, Marcus. Is it Werner we're looking at this year, or is Havertz going to be the one to watch? There's plenty of um, plenty of new signings to take a look at at Stamford Bridge. Um, yeah, I think Werner, Werner number one. But to be honest, I think I think Zay, um, is it Akeem Zayak? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know Zayak. Zayak, yeah, yeah, um, and even Havertz. I think all of them could, could have a massive impact. Um, like you said, some of you mentioned it earlier, it's about when you have a new signing, it's getting embedded in and it's sort of like getting them into the rhythm of things and, and the tempo of the league. That's it. That could be an issue. But I, I, I don't know. I just think they're, they're absolutely, they're world-class players. I just think compared to what we were doing last season, especially in terms of converting chances, I can't see us being any worse. I, I might be wrong, but I think we're 13th or 14th in the league for like percentage of chances converted. And we'll submit like we'll top, I want to say we might have even have been as high as second for chances created last season. Tammy loves so, a miss though, doesn't he? Tammy needs five chances yeah, to score one. Yeah, he's a, he's a five and one guy. Um, yeah, called it for years since he's at Villa. Um, but yeah, you can't, you can't be having that if you're, if you're a top team. That's, that's mm. why... I mean, it's looking promising. I saw somebody tweet today that Timo Werner converted all his chances in training, so he's going to score at least 40 or 50, I think, this season. Um, I think that's how it works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so, what I was saying earlier. Like, yeah, genuinely, like, as you say, players will need rhythm, but he's a player where even if he doesn't necessarily have the rhythm, I think he'll still get the goals because he's just a natural task, finisher. Yeah, like, like a poacher almost. So, so yeah, yeah, I think Timo Werner, number one, and then... Um, Zayech number two and then Havertz like, to be honest I haven't really watched much of him but we're paying 75 mil for him so I'll back it um, I just he, he, is he, am I right in saying he's over six foot he's, so he's, he, quite, he's, he's quite big for a midfield in certain games for Labour he, he, play, he played as a target man at times when they were chasing games he's not a target man but he, he's, he, you can put it up to him but he's not like a centre forward or anything but that's I'm interested where, where exactly he will fit I think it'll be behind the striker, like a free roll, okay. probably. And then it's one of those where almost it probably most reminds me of where Kane and Dele Alli, that where Dele Alli had his best season, where he played off Kane and often would run in past Kane 
to get on the end of stuff. I think it would often be that. Those are the days. No, I reckon it'd be like a Fellaini. <laughs> He'll be a Fellaini, I reckon. That's <laughs> 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 What even is a Fellaini? <laughs> Fuck <Yeah. laughs> uh, So, yeah. So, yeah, I think Timo Werner, I had to look, 15 goals last season for Tammy, who's top goal scorer. I think Werner's going to score over 15 in the league. Um, I'm, I'm quite confident in that, unless he gets an injury, but... Yeah, you can't be you can't be thinking like that. Did you say fifteen or fifty? Fifteen, absolutely right. not fifty. If he scored fifty, then uh, we wouldn't be signing players like Werner. So, um, so yeah, I can Thiago Silva is going to be massive. Yeah, me he, too. Me yeah, too. Leader, he's a leader. You needed, yeah, you need something in there. And when you when you look when you look defense. at the standard of centre backs across the Premier League, right? I think we've had this conversation before. Uh, it's so poor. Like I think City, City got couple of decent ones now. Uh, uh, the reason Liverpool have been so good for the last couple of years is because they've had that massive Van Dijk partnership. When you look at the other teams who, who are kind of pushing, the, cent- cent- the standard of centre-backs is poor. And I know Thiago Silva's old, but he's one of, been one of the best consistent centre-backs in Europe for years, right? I, I think, I think that, that's massive signing. I think that's a massive Does signing. he start, Marcus? Uh, I, think, I think potentially for, for big games, I think he does start, but I don't think he starts every every game. So I can see him maybe playing between 20 and 30 times, more, more on the big occasions. Uh, I don't think he's going to be playing League Cup games. I think it's going to be sort of Champions League and, and Premier League. But yeah, I think he's going to have a massive impact. Just so you can command people on the pitch. It's like, even John Terry in his latter years was, was like, he still did a massive job for us. And if he can just be like, you know, a pers- yeah. like, like 80% mm-hmm. of what John Terry was in his latter years, I, we massively need it. And, we just need somebody to lead us at the back. It's a joke. Christensen, I, I don't rate. Um, I think he's always got a mistake in him. Zuma looks like, I mean, I don't know. People people are really like big on Zuma. I see a lot of people are, Zuma's great. But on the pitch, he looks like, even like the most simple pass, he has to like put all his effort into making it look normal. <laughs> yeah, he seems to have a car crash waiting to happen. Yeah, there was a guy, I think there was a game in the Champions League possibly last year where he like did a massive mazy run and then I think he hit the bar. Oh, against Ajax. Yeah, he must have had to sleep for two days after that. That took up every little bit of his of his energy. Uh, but like you said, there, good point on the centre backs. Like, if you've got one experienced, capable, uh, vocal centre back, they can carry. Like at the minute, you've got Zuma, Christensen, Zuma, Rudiger. Tamori. I don't know. Rudiger, yeah, yeah, Rudiger. If you've got like a Thiago Silva in there, he can carry a kind of okay centre back through a game. He can be on him talking to him about positional play and stuff like that just makes a huge difference if you've got a figure like that in there. So I actually yeah. rate Rudiger, but I think, yeah, last season he wasn't really good. I think he's got, yeah. if he's got Thiago Silva alongside him, then that, it's like with us, you know, Gomez is still young, he's only 22, but playing alongside Van Dijk, it, whoever's playing alongside him, it, it does so much for him. So I think it could be a similar kind of thing, uh, whoever's playing alongside, especially for Rudiger. So I think that's probably, surely that's your, would that not be your preferred partnership? Rudiger and Silva. Yeah. Uh, potentially, I was big on Rudiger last season, but he made. Oh, he looks like an absolute clown at points. Like prop. Like some of the mistakes were just Sunday league terrible. No, that's what I mean. Last joke. season, because in general Chelsea was all over the place defensively. I think that this that's the issue. When mm. when it's like that, I think it makes him look worse. But I think he's one of those players where if you can get your act together, I think it it brings the good bits out. If that makes sense. I'm willing to give him give it a go just to see if there's an impact or a spark on the first couple of games they have a partnership together 
Uh, if it, honestly, I, I, I like Tamori, but he seems to have fallen down the pecking order to the extent where he might be going out on loan. Mm. To I mean, he's linked with Everton. Um, so, so I mean, if I if I had to pick two centre backs, I, I I would start Tamori. I'm willing to go with Rudiger first couple of games, see how it goes, and then and then I, I probably would bring in Zuma to be honest. But I, I think he's going to rotate cup games. He's going to rotate our squad. We've got a big squad at the moment. I think he's definitely going to be big on the rotation and trying to keep everyone fresh. I mean, last season, in terms of rotations, he had to play, well, he didn't have to, but he played Mason Monk every league game, I believe. He played He played all 38 games in the Premier League, unless I'm mistaken. I, yeah, I that's can't one see big that. one where, sorry, for, like, for the Chelsea signs, like when people are asking, oh, what, what, you know, saying like Chelsea's starting lineup, it seems like everyone's forgetting about Mason Monk. As you say, yeah, last season he played every game. Adam at Derby, he, he, Lampard picks him every mm. game. He likes so, like, where he's does he fit? He's absolutely right. He's got so much energy. And I think he likes the fact to chase down everything. He doesn't give up. Mm. And I think he, he likes that because he sets a tempo at the top of the pitch for the rest of the team throughout. But I, I can't see him playing every game. But I think that's a good thing. We can't rely on players to play every game. It's just not sustainable. Um, so, yeah, big on the rotation. Hopefully, we can keep big injuries down to a minimum. Every team obviously wants that. And hopefully, we can just bed in, perverts quickly. Werner can just get a few poachers' goal, get him up and running, get the confidence going. I don't think he has a confidence issue. He looks like he's just outrageously confident. Mm-hmm. Like He doesn't um, seem to have that problem. So, yeah, uh, it's just bedding the players. We can get them on a roll to begin with. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't, the sky is not the limit at this point, but I think we can definitely improve on where we were last season. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling positive. I'm feeling positive. It's just, uh, I think it's net, not season coming up. It's the season after, I think, yeah. will be the big one for Chelsea. So this season's just a case of just improving on what we did last season. Um, all the sensible Chelsea fans that aren't really expecting us to win the league. Um, but yeah, obviously sensible Chelsea fan and then Twitter Chelsea are just two different things. So <laughs> won't get into that. Chelsea but, records yeah. win the league. Yeah, Twitter Chelsea records will win the league probably. I don't know. But yeah. I'm expecting big things for Pulisic as well. He looked very good at the end of last season. Mm. He... he... Uh... He's going to be probably be your main man, I reckon. Uh, he could be. I, that would not surprise me. He looked at times he looked like a world beater at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, it's just I think it's consistency with him as well. Um, but but we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, it's an embarrassment of riches for like the the front the front three. We've got plenty of choice, and like I said, I don't know if the spending's even stopped this season. We might even be able to bolster the defensive mid options. I know we're linked with Rice still. I don't know the likelihood that that's happened, but and a keeper today apparently as well. Mendy. Yeah, Mendy signed pretty much now, it looks like. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, again, I, I haven't, haven't watched him play, but apparently six, six foot five, um, and like, which is a decent night for a goalkeeper. I mean, Kepa's pushing six foot one, two, maybe not even that. And he's, yeah, don't get me into Kepa, he's a joke, mate. That's awful, but, isn't it? 70 yeah. million on the bench. Fuck yeah. Hell. Yeah, I just, just uh, to be honest, I was, I was happy to get rid of him after that cup final fiasco. Yeah, man, that was awful. To be honest, and then on top of that, he's actually been dog shite. So yeah, yeah, yeah. can you get a pack of crisps for him as well? Mm. Yeah, let's let's not forget eighty million in the jail. Maybe if Harry Maguire <laughs> goes to prison, yeah, keepers three million pounds a second. <laughs> yeah, as well. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quick round robin, <laughs> yes or no answer. Will Hamas Rodriguez succeed at Everton? Oh shit! What does succeeding mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, like a, like a, just have an impact, play regularly, ten plus goals, assists. You know, I, th- I think he'll be a success in that he is 
a massive upgrade on what Everton have now. So I, I think, yeah, he'll, I have, think, it, he'll yeah. have a decent, he'll have a decent impact. Probably not like leading, you know, attacking creative players in the Premier League. But I think he'll he'll do well. he'll do well. Yeah, I think he'll do well under Ancelotti as well. He likes mm-hmm. him. They like each other. So yeah, you reckon? Getting yeah. Allen in that midfield as well. Decore, whole new midfield. Pretty much. They fucking smashed it, didn't they? Mm. They smashed it. Just yeah, really uh, it's classic Everton, man. They buy players and names and not people to play in a system necessarily. I think Hammers will I think Hammers will flop. Well, I think Alan obviously had him at Napoli. He is that similar to Hoiberg, midfield anchor, just rats about. He he's just just gets in people's faces, doesn't let anyone else play. So I think he's that player to break things up. Decore does a bit of everything, box to box. Decore is a good sign and I I, I rate I rate Decore. You're not breaking top six with Calvert Lewin as your number nine though. No, they're not getting that. Yeah, but they'll they'll do. Where they finished last season? Twelfth last season, so they're yeah. they're comfortably doing better than that. Eighth, I reckon they'll come eighth. Yeah, like best of the rest type, type thing. Uh, like because they're not good as wolves, so wolves will finish. Yeah, above that's them. true. Yeah, we'll, we'll and they're not. I them. don't think they're as good as Arsenal. What about Arsenal? Are they better than Leicester? Oh, for, I don't know, Leicester. I was just thinking. I think Leicester going to be mid-table this year. Yeah, yeah they're they're gonna I think they're going to drop off. They rely on Jamie Vardy. I think Jamie Vardy is a fucking don, but he's they rely on him way too much. Yeah. Ro- Ro- Rogers is. He's just said he's frustrated at the lack of uh, signings he's able to make at the minute as well, hasn't he? Mm. They signed yeah. yeah. They signed a right back. I think. Oh, yeah. There is a left back. Oh, oh, and he could play right, right back and left well, back. And left. So yeah. if, if that's the replacement for Chilwell, well, yeah. then. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's as soon and there was a point last season where Vardy he won the golden boot, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He somehow still won it, but he didn't score for like the end of the, he had a very bad end of the season, but shows it earlier had an ama- amazing run where he's scoring every game. But when he doesn't, they just don't have anything. Yeah, is how long can he again, how long can you keep that up for? Is that how old is he? Mid thirties? Is he mid thirties or is he like thirty three? Vardy's like thirty four. He's, he's is he? He ain't young. He ain't actually young. So, yeah, he ain't actually young. And Ian bollocks. He's thirty-three. What you reckon Ian bollocks? Oh yeah, he's turning thirty-four. Yeah, yeah he's turning he's thirty-four no... during the season. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Ian he's not again. He's one of those where he, week in week out, he's, he's, he's you can't you can't rely on him. I think well, he's never. Had, he's never. No one's ever given him the chance. He was a bit part at City because he was he's behind Aguero and he's behind Vardy at City. I think could. Comfortably be a leading striker in the Premier League. So, I think it's one of them. Where, yeah, he obviously hasn't been when he brought on. It's you know here and there, but I don't know. I just get the feeling why he's he's a finisher. He's clearly a finisher, but does he have much else to his game? Which I'm not sure he does. Feels like he scores pretty consistently from from the bench. He did it at City as well. I don't know. I like yeah, so that's what that's what he's good for. Where he come off the bench with that, but then having someone to take the burden off Vardy, like on a regular more regular basis. Mm. Uh, they just don't have that. Scored five important. goals in twenty last year, and ten in twenty six. Hmm. Yeah, I like Harvey Barnes. No, I don't know. Yeah, if yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, he's he's decent. Um, still got that one of those Silimani where... guy, aren't they as well? Oh god! Oh shit! Isn't they alone. Yeah, he's still on. He's still on the books. I just haven't looked for their squad. So Madsen, he seems like he's signs. fallen off a bit. Who? Yeah. Who? Madison. Madison. Yeah. So yeah, he was injured. I don't know. It's one of those where 
surely less compared to up top, like buy someone to play alongside Bardi. But again, similar with Spurs, really. Although they're rumoured with um, Milik from Napoli. Where do we think Leeds, how do we think Leeds going to do? Uh, I reckon they will finish, I reckon they might finish top half, you know. I reckon they'll be like the Sheffield United of this season. Really? Even though I fucking hate Leeds. Um, but I don't know, I just think Bielsa is such a good manager. The, the, I mean, the, thing, the thing about the Leeds, the thing, the thing they've got going for them is they've had that team for like two, two, three years now. And, you know, they, they should have got promoted uh, literally two seasons ago. Uh, that, that team know how to play together. They're familiar with each other. And it, it, it just works. They haven't lost anyone. They've made a few good additions. Don't really have a weakness. They're, they'll have... Ellen Road will be a hard place to go. Oh, no, wait, no fans, sorry. Mm. Who's scoring their goals? Because Patrick Bamford is not going to score. Well, it depends yeah, on how, Rodrigo, true, how Rodrigo does. Pablo, so, Pablo Hernandez is. Uh, yeah. he, he he chips in with goals. I yeah, mean, they've got he, to have people chipping in from from all angles, haven't they? I think ooh, it's. I think ooh, it ooh. kind of hinges on Pablo Hernandez because I mean <laughs> he's old now. Mm. He was he was cracking in the championship, mm. cracking championship player. No debate in that. Um, but. <sighs> When you're that age, can you step up to the prem? Yeah, I think that's it for that. For what you said, they've played together. They make it really difficult for the teams to play. Um, I think that will go. That that will go some way in a lot of the other prem teams in terms of beating them. But when the quality goes up that step for the other top prem teams, I don't think they'll. It, it will, but I think they'll do enough to stay up. Actually, I heard. I heard. Sorry, Gage. I heard something today um, that uh, someone was saying how. In a, how many games is the championship? Is it 46 games? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so in a 46-game season, towards the end, they kept bottling it. Because so, of how the, exhausted they were. Yeah, but like with the... Football. Yeah, but with the quality going up, and maybe not the intensity, like they might actually bottle it quite... They might bottle it a lot sooner um, this this season, like in the Premier yeah. League. Again, it's, it's not the same, but it's similar-ish, kind of, to Norwich, where... Norwich were playing that expansive football in Championship, did very well, came up, and actually the beginning of last season, they were doing very well. Obviously, Puki was having a little decent spell, and then it just all imploded because they got kind of found out. I don't think these will necessarily get found out because Bielsa's just too good, but I think they'll do enough to stay up, but I don't think they'll do the Sheffield United, because Sheffield United last season did so, I think, on foundations of defensive, they, they were very good. Played that yeah. system, they were well drilled in that system, they... First and foremost, we don't concede, and then they just got the results from one way or another. I don't think Leeds will go from that way. I think they're more, um, kind of more on attack minded side, but yeah, so that they're le- they're less defensive minded than Sheffield United, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, know, I think they'll stay up, but I think it will be one of those where obviously their objective is to at least stay up. I think it'll be like bottom half somewhere, somewhere like that, and then just scrape it. Yeah, I think it all depends on if they can keep Bielsa for the season as well. Mm. Yeah, like, if he has a meltdown. Yeah. If yeah. he has a meltdown and goes, then I think they could really struggle. Yeah. And if they get relegated, then obviously he'll be off. I think they'd yeah, be worse yeah. without him than they would with... Sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. Worse without him mm. than with. How do they replace him? How do well, they possibly replace him? He's one of the him? all-time great managers, like you say. Like yeah. all, all of the top, top managers are like, he's, yeah. my, he's yeah. my football, like football father. I learned everything from him. Blah blah. It's like, like Sam Allardyce. Yeah, like Sam <laughs> Allardyce. Yeah. He is big. He he is, yeah. he is big. 
Um, apparently, um, Bielsa goes down like it just goes down the shops. Like he just walks around the shops like a normal bloke. He's literally Leeds. just one of the boys. Have you seen that one? He's just walking through like a, a housing estate in Leeds in like a small yeah. tracksuit. Mm. But yeah. he doesn't. He can't speak English, can he? So he's not, just, like... yeah, not a word of it. He's still completely <laughs> trying that translator. Oh, that's gonna be. Yeah. He's just one. Of, he's just. He's just one of the like anyone who gets caught out like he did, literally spying on another team's training base. And then in all the like shitstorm comes out in front of the media, holds a press conference to justify how he why he did it, and everyone's just like, "Yeah, fair play, mate." And does like that He's, that PowerPoint was so unbelievably detailed. I was like, yeah, like I remember yeah. the memes. Like some managers don't know that much about their own team, let alone yeah, every yeah. other team. And it's like, yeah, we do this for every other team in the league. Apparently, apparently he knew. Everything about that league, before he joined, he knew everything about the Leeds team, all the championship and everything before mm. before he even signed the like signed the contract. Mm. Um, and I've heard that he's got like in his um, ranch in Argentina, he's got a barn full of just analysts working. A barn? Like, looking, Why are they yeah. in a barn? It sounds very like a... Breaking Bad time. Yeah, he's got he's got yeah. So he's got this massive ranch, and then he's got like a barn where it's like obviously converted and pretty nice. I don't know, but. Um, <laughs> And he's just got like loads of analysts and loads of people just working there. Just even wow. this was when he was out of a job. The guy's fucking mental. Yeah, do you reckon he sleeps? Uh, I don't think he sleeps. No. I reckon he sleeps Please. like a bat upside down, just hanging from a. Or just <laughs> standing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no sleep, no. <laughs> I would. Uh... They didn't. What What was kind of upsetting is. From what I remember of the Leeds doc, you know how all or nothing they showed Pep and Jose Mourinho in like the changing room, kind of mid-game rousing speeches. Yeah, mm. they didn't really do that with Leeds much, did they? You never no. be able to clearly said, "I don't really want much part in this." Like, I would well, love, I guess he couldn't I would love to see what he gets up to at halftime. Imagine him when he's fuming. Well, I guess because it loses a bit of it when it's. He might be screaming the translator, and the translator just like calmly then says it to the rest of the squad. It kind of loses a bit. Imagine how weird that would be. Like he's going absolutely mental, throwing bottles and everything. And then he's like, "No, you have to do the same thing." Yeah. Do, trans- well. do you reckon the translator like throws a bottle, but in an English accent? <laughs> yeah. And, and he just yeah. basically just absolutely batters the translator. He's like, "Right, that that thing. <laughs> Tell them that." Yeah, it was different. Like it wasn't an all or nothing documentary, though, was it? it was... No. Yeah, it was. It was. It's slightly different, just like the Sunderland one. There wasn't much in the dressing room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah so we'll see him sitting on the touchline on a big water cooler box very soon. Yeah. To a water cooler near you. Whatever anyone's opinion is of him, he's going to be a character, right? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I mean, I rate him after after what he did in the Villa game, where he let a score. I just. I rate that. I've got so much time for that. I rate it. I rate him. The main issue with Leeds, I think all of our issues with Leeds is the disillusioned fan base, as it is yeah. with a lot of different clubs. But um, actually, you know, they're a very, very good footballing team with a very, very good manager. And I think we're all kind of secretly happy they're back in the Prem. Love it. Patrick Bamford, mm, he can fuck off. Yeah, Patrick Bamford wait. can literally mm. just get in the bin. Get in the water cooler. I can't It'll be interesting to see how wild Rodrigo does. does. Uh, big money. New striker. 
It's so weird that he played for Bolton, isn't it? So weird. He well, played for some other guys. Rod- Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Rodrigo played for Bolton at one point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Absolutely flopped it there. Yeah. All right, so so let's quickly talk silverware then. So realistically, does anyone think this is more than a two-horse race? Realistic actual contenders, I think. Yeah, Liverpool City, as in like genuine contenders. I think if yeah. Chelsea sign in betting quick, they could yeah. uh, push it past Christmas, and then anything can happen after that. But, but I think that's so, the, I like, think... the the issue with like I, I don't. I think the days of the last you know three ish seasons where. I can see you you know getting a hundred points or touching you know ninety five plus. That's surely got to end soon because I just I don't know I can't see that happening. So if that is again the case next season, then it's one of those where you have to be that there can't be any bending periods. It's like literally game week one onwards you are smashing the results out, which is what we did last season. Literally smashed them out. And the fact that actually to be looking at City actually weren't bad. It's just they weren't doing that for periods where I think. Even if Chelsea do, you know, get their character together quite quickly, if they even have, you know, five weeks or whatever where they're bedded in, then they probably can't even afford that if City and Liverpool carry on where it's been the last three seasons of literally just smashing results out every single week. But I do think next season the top six will take a lot more points off each other. Um, I think the top six will still beat most teams in the league, but I think we'll all, so that, like, you know, when we play Chelsea or whatever, I think there's one of those where. They can happily beat us. Um, United can happily beat us. I think it's one of those where I think we'll take we'll take more points off each other. I think that's why we won't see the touching a hundred points type totals anymore yeah, think, soon. Anyway, yeah. I think City will be not a runaway leaders, but I think they will. I think it will just be them on their own just to go and win it, and then it will just be a battle of like second and third, fourth. I don't think I don't know. I just think it's going to be quite close in those positions. I just think the drop. I think Liverpool are going to drop off. I just think the way you guys like celebrated winning the title and all that and like all the emotion behind it, it was just like it was almost like we've done it and fucking hell, I can't believe we're here. It wasn't like we've like I remember when um Chelsea won it the first time under Mourinho, you you felt like, Oh fuck, these lot are come they're here to stay. Where and the same when uh, City won it under Guardiola. But for some reason I just don't think Liverpool have got like had the bottle to, to keep I get what you say. To keep it close with, uh, um, to, to keep it close with City, and that's why I think it will be a lot closer between City, uh, uh, Liverpool, United, and uh, Chelsea. I know. I get what you're saying. I think it's so. It's different. It's, it's a different thing going back to back. So I don't think we will. But I think this team showed got the Champions League final season, seasons ago. Lost, came back next season, won it. That same season, lost out of the league by one point, ninety-seven points. Came back next season, won it. So I, I think it's. I, I, I don't think we will win it again, but I think it's shown that we, we can pick ourselves up and go again if if needs be. So I think we'll get there or thereabouts. I think for us, that will be the go getting back up and going again. But I don't mm. think we will go quite yeah. as far as... How many um, how many points do you reckon it will take to win the league this year? I, th- I think Marcus, will... I do the questions around here. Good. How many points do you reckon is going to win the... Ask the question, <laughs> <laughs> now, I think it will be like... I don't think it'll be touching 100 again, but probably low 90s, I think, because purely for the point, as I said, I think the top six will just take more points off each other. Um, so I think that's where the points will come off. Um, so yeah, like... 92 points. So 
There you go. 92. <laughs> Real quick fire then. One word answers. Jet, who's winning the league? City. Gurge. I think City, unfortunately. Ooh. Matt. City. Ollie. City. Marcus. City. Boom. Clean sweep. Yes. Clean, clean sweep. I don't know. If they let us have Brewster, I'll say Liverpool. <laughs> I just, I, it's purely just I can't see City. Just the, the amount they've got, you know, the backing they've got behind them. I can't see them letting that happen. So even if they have a, a bad start, to see, I think in just January, they're like, right, let's just buy everyone. It's what, I just don't, I can't see them letting that happen. Where they, it sounds like the Koulibaly deal is like getting closer. <laughs> Yeah, the thing, the thing and the thing with who City as well is who have they, who they, how have they strengthened this year? Well, it's not with City. It's not necessarily who they've bought now, mm. but it's who they bought a season ago, who bedded mm. in last season and is ready to go this year. Rodrigo, yeah. uh, is it Rod- Rodrigo? Rodri, Rodri, yeah. I mean, yeah. Rodri he's, yeah, he's and there. Joe, Joe Cancelo, Joe Cancelo, is it? They were bought with Joe Cancelo. They were bought with, you know, with, with real kind of. I'm looking see, to see they've had, bit part, they've had bit part roles this year, but I, I think they'll have uh, a lot more. And surely Foden plays more this season. Ferran, Ferran Torres. I actually wanted us to sign him. He's 20. He's going to be so good. Similar-ish kind of player to politics where he's kind of complete, very two-footed, very tricky, quick, can beat a man. So he's obviously not Sane level, but I think I'm very interested to see him. I wish we'd got him. But one actually, to be fair, one big thing that, could I think be the whether they do get there or not is Aguero is City because at 32 mm. years old having that major knee injury that he did it's one of those where if you come back you can potentially not be the same player again especially at 32 um, you can use that lose, lose that yard of pace and he's got a very bad injury record as it is he always has and it's clear that Jesus Guardiola doesn't fancy him to be number one starter choice a week in week out so interesting to see how they get past that. They've lost that. that... Well. That's a huge hole to fill. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's move on to the other side of the table then, the, bo- the bottom three. Obviously, apart from West Ham, who do we all think is going to go down? <laughs> <laughs> fuck West Ham. Fuck them. <laughs> Absolutely fuck them. Oh, I've been listening to... Going off the point a little bit, but I'll be listening to Sir Alex's um, autobiography and towards the end of it, he talks about West Ham and he goes, goes, I've been in football like X amount of years and someone still hasn't explained to me what the West Ham way is. I was like, fucking hell, greatest manager of all time doesn't know what the West Ham way is. There is no West Ham way. Go fuck yourselves. Even their greatest ever player, Bobby Moore, didn't want to play for him at some point. Yeah, it's just fucking bollocks, isn't they? Fuck Mark Noble as well. <laughs> I don't mind Mark, Lo- Mark Noble in his, no, in his tweet. <laughs> his tweet about saying, "What are we doing with with letting that young young lad go to um, yeah, West Brom?" Yeah, that was funny. To be fair, that was good. So, Jet, who's your bottom three this year? Um, I think West Brom will be um, will be down. There'll be twenty. Um, Palace and. And yeah, West West Ham. Fuck it, they're going down. Did you put West Ham in? Yeah, yeah. My guy. Yeah, I think they will go down. Even though they've got, do, they do got some, I think they've got some good players, but I don't know. They're just shit, aren't they? I think they're going down. I think West Ham are actually for it this year. 
would love that, but I just don't see it happening, boys. They, really they've, they've been flirting too long with the bottom half to like with, with that area of the table not to go down. Uh, Antonio's their main source of goals. I mean, come on. They can't yeah, 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 yeah. You're not wrong. They're not a team. They're not like you don't. They're just in, I think they're individuals and they change their style of play each year. And who's at the helm? David Moyes. Yeah, it's fuck off, David Moyes. Yeah, <laughs> fraud. <laughs> uh, good. So I think Fulham rock bottom. Just they whenever they kind of go pretty much straight down. Long gone are the days where they're a, a mainstay. Um, West Brom, I think then probably nineteenth. And then, uh, sorry, Matt, it's either between Villa mm. or Palace because... Which one I is it, Gish? Uh, I, I, think, I, think, I think Villa, I'm sorry. Mm. sorry. I forgot Fulham were in the Premier League, by the way. I literally completely <laughs> forgot them. Uh, well, you've got to stay a, up, mate. So. Yeah, if, they're, they're, if, they're a, if there's a fourth team to go down, they can go down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be pleasantly surprised if Villa do. Uh, stay up I do want them to say but I think I don't know just because he went so close last season I, I don't know I think it will be difficult um, I think Leeds will I think Leeds will somehow stay up oh, yeah they will stay up not, not going to be like Le- finishing top six like it's Le- some people think yeah Leeds are going to finish in the Champions League places of course <laughs> yeah. some of their fans I think they'll just they'll, they'll find a way they'll be one of those like oh they stayed up you know bottom half uh, type something. No, I reckon they'll do better than that. I reckon Leeds will, just because of Bielsa and they've got a system and it works. I think so. they just haven't got the staying powers, and I think they will. I think they'll make a good start, but I think when it mm. gets into the Christmas time, lot games, I think they've got the squad and that staying power. So yeah, it well, it depends if depends if if um, if Barca sat Coman, Bielsa could go there or. Everton or Arsenal sat their manager, they could snap up Bielsa and then leave he's the just he's just signed a one, one year contract year extension, extension, isn't it? Yeah. This guy was at a job for a day and left. He can literally does what <laughs> he, he wants. So he's a he? maverick. He's a maverick. Yeah. Isn't he? He'd quit at half time if he wanted to. So. Boom, Matt. <laughs> who have you got in your bottom three? Um, Fulham rock bottom as well. I, I think they'll they could be on for one of the worst totals in Premier League history. Uh, West Brom. I love Sean Dyke, but Burnley, the whole Burnley and Premier League era is coming to an end at some point. Um, could it be this year? Uh, possibly. Uh, if they sell Tarkovsky, the thing with Burnley is they never really sell players, but they never they never improve, do they? They never really buy new players. They've just been the same for so long. Um, and I know they're built on the whole attitude and team spirit, but there's only so many seasons that that can keep you going for. Uh, I, I think I've tipped them to go down literally the last two seasons, so I'm going to stick to my stick to my guns. I'm going to say Burnley. They just grind it out somehow. I, I know, I know, I know they do. They're they're so good at it, but they've been doing that for for years, and it, you know. It's, it's surely got to come to an end at some point. Like I think if they went shit houses, when they lose Nick Pope, that I think that that'll be it. Ah, goalkeeper can't keep you in the league. If they do lose Tarkovsky, I mean, at times last season, I, I remember when Tottenham absolutely dismantled Burnley. Do you remember? Yeah, five uh, nil at home. Uh, the defending for Son's goal when Villa played. 
Burnley on New Year's Day. We beat them 2-1 at their place. They were so bad. I mean, the, uh, around Christmas, they had a period where they were absolutely terrible for a good chunk. And then after that, they went on a really... It, it, they switch it on and off, weirdly. The points of the season will be terrible for five-game bounce and then get some 1-0 wins, five on the bounce, or whatever, or a couple of draws. You just do enough. When your like, brightest attacking player is Dwight McNeil. <laughs> Which I think they'll do well to keep him. He's, I think he will get snapped up quite soon. Yeah. He's only like hey, 20, I think. They've got them. Stevie Drogba and Chris Wood, though. <laughs> Chris Wood. Mate, he's, he's, he's a beast and he's good at what he does. They, you know, they, they play a certain way. It's just effective, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my guns. The more I've spoke about it, the more I've convinced myself. Burnley. But up the Sean Dyke. Sean Dyke leaves to another Premier League team before, uh, before they go down, right, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love that. I would love that. He gets a city job. Imagine that. <laughs> How amazing would that be? Really happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ollie, who's in your bottom three, dude? Um, I've got West Brom finishing rock bottom. I think them, along with Norwich, are just the most irrelevant teams have ever played in the Premier League. Love that from you, Ollie. Love I don't that know, from you, Ollie. On that one. Big opinion. <laughs> Them and Norwich just like bouncing between the leagues. They just need to fuck off. Um, and West Ham as well. Finishing 19th. Yeah. And then I reckon it's between Crystal Palace and Fulham. I can't, I, I want Fulham to stay up because I like Scott Parker. Um, and yeah, I'm going to say he'll keep them up. So Palace to be uh, relegated as well. Yeah, I think where Matt said about Burnley that they've got to go some point. I think that's I've got that with Palace. Yeah. If you see, like I, I was going to because they tend to be quite good defensively. Like you know, uh, Martin Kelly last season was a good cheap fantasy football shout. But I was having a look. They've got hard, like if you go on the Palace defenders, they've got like two defenders fit. Like they're all red, like unknown return date. So I think half their squad's dead or something. Didn't didn't Palace? What was Palace's record after lockdown again? Wasn't it horrendous? Um, it was. They lose like four uh, losses and and then a draw. So a draw and then four losses. What's yeah. going on with Zaha? Is anyone is he leaving or is he is he gonna stay? I just don't think they can find. It doesn't him. matter. It doesn't matter. The rerun in it of every yeah. season. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. Even if he stays. Uh, Got, but they got Batshuayi on, yeah. on loan, which I, yeah, because he can't keep propping him up. Like he's done quite well for him, but he can't just. He's gonna come to a point where it's just like he's gonna be like fucking our lads, help me out. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What about Hodgson? How much longer is he gonna like keep going? True. Don't know. Yeah, he might die this year. Fuck no. Genuinely. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Will he be allowed to go to games when crowds are back? He's he was part of that. Um, uh, the shielding age, wasn't it? Mm. Matt, give us an impression. All right, lads. Right, you just do what you want today. <laughs> All right, have a really good day. Uh, I'm going to go read the paper and have a nap. Yeah, to be honest, if, I think I'm, I'm, I'm Eze's biggest fan. Uh, having, seen, having spent some time down in the championship watching Villa and seeing Eze play, I really, really rate him. And if they hadn't signed Eze, maybe that, maybe it's that signing that's, that's made me not go for Palace, but you know my feelings on Roy Hodgson and, and hearing you boys talk about it and remembering how bad they were at the end of last season. There's a good chance they could go down, isn't there, actually? 
Yeah. Have they still got Benteke? But yeah, got Benteke yeah, and Batshuayi. Yeah, yeah. Right like, oh. I mean, they had um, Ayu there. They just they just players. they don't really do any. They were they were quite good defensively because uh, Cahill kind of shored them up, mm. but they don't really do anything. They don't score. They win. Oh, they shit out games one nil off Jordan Ayu's knee, don't they? I just yeah. <laughs> yeah McCarthy, so McCarthy, and MacArthur in midfield, just writing about. Yeah, they they don't really have a great deal. Milivoj, Milivoj, is it Milivojevic? Like, yeah. Scoring on the pens. Uh, Van Arnold, yeah. I think, solid Premier League player. Gaeta yeah, yeah, is actually yeah. a decent keeper. Um, but other than that, you just don't have, yeah, don't have a lot. I think that, yeah, this season will be the one where they just don't don't quite do enough. Is Kale still there? Yeah. yeah. Him him and Sacco are their like, starting centre-backs, which, when they're fit, it seems to be, yeah, that's why they've got a decent defensive record. They just How's keep it Max, solid. Does Max Mayer play a lot for him? Oh, comes no, off, Comes off man. the bench, just flopped. He was supposed he, to be a fucking don when they signed him. He's on big money. He's on yeah. big, big money. He, 100k a week. Yeah, yeah free Fucking transfer, out. getting that monies and sign on there. They knew it was, I mean, they knew it was a risk. He wasn't coming in on like form or anything. He was coming in off a, off potential, like yeah. what he what he, what he he could have been and what yeah. he'd done X amount of years ago. If you're, if you're going to take that risk, you've got to make an effort to fucking try and make it work. I don't know. I, I still love the fact that when they tried to get Frank De Boer in to try and play more of a continental style of football and it just mm. completely fucked up for him. Dickheads. Wasn't it? Was it six? <laughs> I just don't like, I don't think I like London goals. clubs. I don't no, know. no, you don't. You've got a I, real agenda, haven't you? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too, too many, many of them, man. There's Your fan base is based in London, isn't it, Jet? Oh, fuck off, you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, cheat shot. <laughs> Moving on, Marcus, what, who do you reckon are the... Uh, Three for finding the trapdoor to championship next season. So the three to go down, in my opinion, are Fulham, uh, West Brom, and Southampton. Whoa. Really? Oh. I think so. I have to go you. down. Nah, Inks so, is keeping really? them up. I think with his goal. So, yeah, he's, he, they you say that, the I think last season for Danny Ings was his his uh, highlight year in his career. So I don't think he's going to replicate that. So they're not going to get as many goals from him. Sold Hoiberg. Um, they got rid of their right back half of last season as well, didn't they? Uh, to yeah. Arsenal. Yeah, we got Carl Walker Peters now. So yeah, he was good. He was good back and he was good after he came in last year. Yeah. Um, so I just I just kind of don't see him doing that again. I think they're going to be worse than last season. And I think once you're you're worse than they were last season, I think anything's on the cards. So yeah, they were I pretty could easily. They were really good after lockdown. I, I, I think it hasn't hurt. I don't know. I just feel like he's got them. They had that time of that 9-0 loss against Leicester. Where I think it was just a turning point. He's got them clearly just playing the way he wants them to play. Yeah, I, I do agree though. Yeah, that Danny Ying season, he's not going to replicate that. So that's a lot of goals missing. But you, you don't know. I, I, think, I don't think they'll go down. But I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I like, they I usually like flirt with relegation. I think last season's the exception. They finished eleventh last love season. Love a rogue shout. Love a rogue shout like that. So, so yeah. And uh, to be honest, there's not a lot to the club as well. So I wouldn't be. I wouldn't miss them in the Premier League. Um, basically, got the Rico Arena for their stadium. <laughs> just Tim, Tim Pot support compared to Pompey. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I would be happy if they went down. Fulham, Fulham are nothing club. I think we all can agree there. I mean, They're yeah, we might, we might like Scott Parker and his amazing jawline, but other than that, oh wow, we talking about when it comes to <laughs> I, I rewatched his um, 
his his interview that he did after they won the playoff. Is it the one they did they go through the playoffs and the yeah, yeah. cry your eyes thing? Yeah, it's class. It's it was class. so funny. So funny. Right, my three. No one really we haven't said. Fulham, West Ham, Palace. Done. West Brom? Not not in no, there. I reckon West Brom could, could escape. Who's their manager? Slavin Bilic. Bilic. They're signing Ivanovic. Oh, 36 shit, year yeah. old 36 year old Branislav Ivanovic yeah Ooh. but it's earlier today they asked him about it he's like yeah um, it'll be done in the next few hours or something like that madness huge I'm going to retract my West Brom to go down shout out Ivanovic <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, the first ever From All Angles competition. So, you can win a From All Angles t-shirt. If you tell us the three clubs that we bottom at Christmas, uh, tweet us at All Angles Pod, uh, the three bottom at Christmas, and if you're right, we'll send you a From All Angles t-shirt. Stick that under your tree and wear it. (laughs) Uh, Not at the same time, though. Really excited for this season to come. Any final words from the panel? Um, Mason Mason Greenwood to win Ballon d'Or.